Hello, everyone. Welcome to my very first podcast. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Todd. I run a YouTube channel called The RC Element. Uh, I've been running that channel for about five years, and I've been in the hobby since I've been about 12 years old, and I am currently 45. Um, I just wanted to make a, a podcast and not sure how often it's going to, you know, this is going to come out or what the format is going to be for it, but I just wanted to get on here and talk about RC and my love for RC. Uh, so I figured on this podcast, I'd just talk about my past and my history with RC and some things like that. And then in the future, who knows where this podcast will go? So let's get to it. All right. So guys, it all began for me when I was about 12 years old, maybe 13. Uh, I was over at the uh, local basketball court, little park they have over close to my house. And I was uh, shooting, shooting hoops, playing some basketball. And the parking lot there is just a stone parking lot. And I was shooting the basketball and I uh, turned around and I seen this kid running this this RC car I never seen nothing like it all I've seen was these like cheap junky RC cars but his was like really powerful and it was spinning around and throwing the, the rocks everywhere and I was just like wow look at that thing so I went over and started talking to him and watched him run it and I was just so impressed and it turned out to be a um, Tamiya Tamiya Hornet um, old school Tamiya I always called it Tamiya. Some people call it Tamiya. But a Tamiya Hornet is what it was. And from that day on, I was I was hooked. I wanted my own RC car. So I started going up to the uh, hobby shop, which was not too far from my house, just up the street. I would ride my bike up there all the time uh, ever since I discovered RC cars from this, this kid. And um, I would ride my bike up there, and they carried all the... the Tamiya cars. They had the Hornet, the Frog, the the Grasshopper, the you know the the Blackfoot, all those all those cars. And I would just sit there and stare at them and drool over them. Uh, I think it was like a hundred, hundred twenty bucks for the Hornet, just for the the kit. Then you needed to buy, of course, your your radio, your pistol grip radio, and uh, a battery and a charger. So I uh, think. For Christmas, I asked for the car, the kit. So the one year for Christmas, I ended up getting, I ended up getting the Tamiya Hornet. Um, I was pumped, man. I was like, yeah, baby. So I dug right in, built that thing up, and I had to save money or wait till my birthday or wait to Christmas to get my battery and my my transmitter. So I'm not sure when I got it actually, but I remember having the car built and just sitting there and just thought it was just so cool just sitting there. I didn't even get to run it, but I would look at it and carry it around. And <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun. So I eventually did get a transmitter for it and a battery. And my parents were too cheap to buy me a charger. My dad was like, you could just use the car charger. That'll work just fine for, you know, a full-size car battery. <laughs> it just don't have no 15-minute timer like these NICADs had back in the day. If you ever charged them, they would 
heat up so much and just melt if you forgot and you left it on those 15 minute chargers they sold would turn off automatically so in case you uh forgot to you know turn your charger off or whatever so so i used my dad's uh car charger and set it at, i think it was it might have been four amps it was charging at which was pretty close to what you are supposed to charge them at i think and so it did the trick but you had to keep an eye on it because if you walked away and said oh shoot i forgot my battery's charging you get back out of things burning up or it's it it's not good because one time it did happen where i was charging it and i completely forgot about it and i was like what is that smell i'm out watching tv i was like what's that weird smell and i go out there and it done burnt a hole in the carpet where I had it on the floor in a carpet charging on the carpet of all places <laughs> and it burned a hole in the carpet. So, and it ruined my battery, but that was much later after I been running my car for a while. But anyway, yeah, I got that, that car up and running, the, the Tamiya Hornet, and I loved it. I used to just rip it up and down the road, back and forth, back and forth. I was just mainly into like on-road driving and not the off-road stuff because that thing really bounced around a lot the suspension wasn't too good on it and it bounced around a lot on the uh on the off-road so i used to just keep it on the flat track on the on the street and just dart it up and down and then not too long after i got it i discovered that they were having little races over at the fairgrounds indoor races where people were modifying their cars and putting those stock bodies on them and stuff and getting the the cool flat track tires and and most of them guys over there were running the infamous original rc10 which i love that car that after owning the hornet that was my absolute dream car to have because mainly all the older guys that were like in their probably 30s or late 20s are the ones that were running the rc10 the ones that could afford it so yeah i remember being over there i went over there and and uh got some tips and tricks and you know how you modify you put the little post on your on your hornet to to get the uh the big stock bodies like like the um well they had they had all kinds of bodies you could choose from they had like the late model bodies and nascar kind of bodies and just all kinds of cool bodies you could get and modify your your car so yeah i ended up doing that ended up getting some i don't even remember what it was <coughs> excuse me it was like a i can't remember but i painted it red it looked so cool on there it looked so big because it you know it was real wide it just made the car look so much bigger so once i got that i, I was hooked man it was it was so fun then i ended up ended up going over there racing and i did absolutely horrible which i didn't care I, I was having a blast i did not care at all and them guys over there they were running some some big time uh reedy modified motors and they were running the good stuff but i was having fun so that's where it all began for me with rc then my friends got into it when my, my one buddy got a uh, tamaya blackfoot Another guy had the uh, Kyosho Altima, and another buddy had a, he wasn't a real close friend, but he did have the RC-10, and I just remember just drooling over the thing 
all the time. I was like, this thing is so awesome. Look at the gold. Look at the gold pan on it. Look at the gold shocks. Oh, the shocks are oil-filled. They feel so cool. This is awesome. So that's where it all started for me, guys. The Tamiya Hornet. That's where it all began, baby. 12 years old. From there, it's history. Uh, yeah, so not long after that, I ended up getting a uh, my own RC-10. And it was just, the car was so amazing. It was just leaps above the the uh, Tamiya Hornet. I mean, I still love my Tamiya Hornet because we went through so much together, <laughs> me and that car. It, it got abused so bad. Um, they even got ran over by a car uh, one time, and it cracked the chassis, and I just ended up ordering a new chassis. And just so many things I did to that car. And it was awesome. It was an awesome car. But the RC10 just whew, what a what a car, man. So from there, I just I kept running my cars and having fun with them until a few few years later, um, ended up getting I ended up really getting hooked on RC airplanes. I always loved airplanes as a kid. They were I loved airplanes, just regular full size airplanes. And then uh, someone told me about they fly these RC airplanes over at this this RC club. Like it was really far from my house, but I didn't care. I was like, of course, back then, you know, you could get on your bike and ride it anywhere you wanted to, and you know, nobody would bother you. Or it was a lot safer back then to do things like that. So, I found out where it was, and I ended up riding my bike over one day, and man, I got hooked. I got hooked on these nitro glow-powered uh, RC airplanes at this little club out in the country. It was a probably, for my house, the place probably took me, I don't know, maybe a half hour on my bike to get there, riding my bike. Um, I didn't care though, man. I was like, ride my bike. I'm going to the airplane club. I'm going to the airplane club. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would ride my bike there, hoping somebody was there, because sometimes when you get there, nobody would be there. It's like, oh no, no. So... Once I would like hear that that nitro glow engine from a distance before I got there, I'm like, oh yeah, somebody's there. So big time got hooked on RC airplanes. I used to go there all the time and just watch them fly, watch them fly, ask questions, watch them fly. They probably got so they probably got so annoyed with me, like this little kid is here all the time and he won't go away. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, they they were just so cool and so I was just so amazed that you could fly an airplane like that. It was just so it's like wow. And um, of course I couldn't afford one. You know, it was the same as an RC car, but more expensive. So eventually, I did get a real cheapy, this real cheap junky airplane out of the I think it was the Tower Hobbies catalog. It was like the cheapest thing in there. It was real junky. And it was basically useless. So it was kind of like a waste of money getting it. Um, it was This one was actually made out of foam, which they weren't supposed to be made out of foam back then. Most of them were all balsa wood. And it was actually a foam airplane that you put a gas glow engine in. I think it was a Cessna. So I ended up... In, the guys at the club, I showed them it, and they were like, uh, I wouldn't, yeah, that's, that's not good. The way I built it, it didn't come out too good. 
because I built it real crappy. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just, it was the the motor mount was all moving around and loose. It, it was just, it was a mess. One of the guys ended up. I rode to the club one day and I was like, hey, I asked the one guy that was there. I was like, you think you could come by my house and look at my airplane sometime and see if it'll fly or whatever. So he actually come over and took a look took a look at it and was like uh yeah yeah i wouldn't even attempt to fly this this is this is a piece of junk <laughs> he got ripped off <laughs> so but i did i did end up buying a k it was called a knb 40 size engine the knb 40 which that was fine it was a good engine everybody recommended that but the airplane i got was a it was really cheap and it was a piece of junk and you didn't really have to build much on it because it was foam and everybody else was building the balsa wood planes, which took forever to build. Yep, it took probably a month or two months to build to build these things from scratch. And then you had to monocoat them, put the coating on it with like this heat gun, and just you had to do everything yourself. Unlike nowadays, everything's like almost built for you. But these guys impressed me with the way they built these. They it was impressive. So. I kept hanging out at that club all the time, and one day one of the guys there, he's like, "Hey, uh, I got an old plane. Uh, if you want it, if you want, you know, I, I hear you got a an engine for it, and you already got a transmitter. If you if you want it, I'll give it to you." He's like, "We're having like a, a club meeting at this building downtown. They were having some club meeting. He goes, if you show up there, I'll give it to you.'" So I was like, "Yeah, baby." So I rode my bike downtown, uh, which I usually don't go downtown on my bike. I stay out on the outskirts of town. But I was like, for a free RC airplane? No, actually, I didn't. I didn't ride my bike because I knew it would have the airplane. So I walked downtown, which was probably a good half-hour walk. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, he was there, and he he goes, "All right, come on outside, and it's in my car." So we came out, and it was a. Uh, a yellow Sig Sig Cadet. If anybody, you old school guys, probably know what that is. It was a Sig, a Sig Cadet, S-I-G Cadet, and it was yellow and it was in great shape. And this model didn't have ailerons. It was just the uh, rudder and the um, the elevator, which was fine. Um, so it was a very beginner airplane. And he's like, yeah, it's good to go. It's got Right, put your servos in, everything's there, your push rods, everything's ready to go. Install your engine and good to go. So I was like, man, this is awesome. Thanks so much. This is just awesome. So I was pumped, man. I got home. This thing looks so cool. I put my engine in, put my radio in, fired my engine up. I was like, yeah, baby. And I used to just taxi this thing around all the time. Just taxi it, taxi it just drive it start my engine up had fun just starting the engine and driving it around <laughs> i drove it around like an rc car and i never flew it i was so scared to fly it because one crash and it's done back then i mean you had to know what you were doing to even repair one of these things so i, I didn't even want to take it to the rc club because i didn't want nobody to fly it that's how weird i was <laughs> I didn't even go back there with it and say, hey, can you guys help me fly this? I didn't want to fly it. I didn't want to crash it. I didn't want to destroy it. It just looked so cool, and it was fun just to 
taxi around and have fun with. So I never flew. I never flew my airplane as a kid, and then not long after that, I was in. I got in high school, and the hobbies kind of got pushed to the side, and sports took over, and and the hobby took the back seat. But it was awesome. It was so much, so awesome. So I got out of the hobby for a good while till I was like, honestly, probably my late twenties. It was always in the back of my mind, like, man, I want to get back into that someday. You know, started having kids and got a house. And I kept thinking, I want to get back into that someday. I want to get a car. And then Nitro became Nitro became real popular in the RC car scene around that time. Uh, I, would, I would pick up magazines every now and then and, and look at them at the, at, the, at the magazine stand and like oh man now they got these nitro cars oh cool that looks awesome I'd like to have one of them so the t-max came out the original traxxas t-max and i seen somebody with one of these somewhere and i was just like what look at this thing look how big it is i'm used to these little you know the little cars that i had when i was a kid this thing was a monster I mean, at this time, at this point in time with RC history, this thing was a monster. It was huge, this T-Max. It had a big nitro engine in it. To me, I thought it was big, but it was actually pretty small. <laughs> I think that original was, what, a .15, .19? I can't remember. It was pretty small to, to uh, comparison to today's standard. But, um, yeah, I seen that, and I was like, man, it's got, like, two shocks per, per wheel. It had, like eight shocks on it and it just felt so buttery smooth when you when you pushed on it and I was just like impressed so impressed so sure enough I ended up getting a Traxxas T-Max and got hooked again got hooked back in the hobby again and from there it, it was on and off for a while so I ended up uh, getting back into RC airplanes when my one of my best buddies uh calls me up and says hey man i bought this airplane at the hobby shop it's like an electric airplane it's it's already built you just put the wing on and it comes with the transmitter and you fly it i'm like what he's like can i come over to your house because i know you got all that that property there to fly and fly it i'm like yeah come on over man so <laughs> he comes over and um Actually, no, it was two of my friends. He ended up talking my other buddy into getting um, get one as well. So they both came over, and they both had the same airplane. And let's just say they weren't very coordinated with uh, the controls. <laughs> so these you hand launch them. It was called the, uh, the Skyfly. Uh, Tower Hobby sold it. It was called the Skyfly. It was a yellow yellow airplane with propeller in the in the rear of the um, fuselage um, so yeah they go out and they, they think they know what they're doing they they got the controls you know they read the instruction manual blah 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 and they hand launch it it sure enough it it, it flew and right up in the air but it came down not too long after that <laughs> very my friends had very very 
shaky controls and it, it didn't look good it didn't look pretty so crash but these things were pretty durable and they held the crash they took the crashes pretty good just dented up the plastic uh, fuselage or maybe broke a piece of the wing you had to glue back so my other buddy tried his crash he, he couldn't get the orientation right he gave up he gave up really quick actually and said I'm done I'm done with this you can have it <laughs> I was like you don't want it I'll take it <laughs> so they had me the controls it's like you try it I was like alright I'll try it and I knew from being down at the club how they worked and how the controls worked and how you were supposed to you know do everything and I got it up in the air and I did very well I was a little shaky it was a little till till I got the hang of it and dude I did awesome I was I was natural at the sticks I was like look at this and they were like what how, how you doing that how you I was like well I think from running the RC car I know my orientations when you you know when it's coming at you and stuff and I was up pretty high I wouldn't I wouldn't coming down low with it so uh, they they were pretty impressed that I, I could fly that thing. Uh, brought it in for landing, and I did up and <laughs> I did end up uh, crashing it right into the the smaller tree I have in the front, which didn't hurt it at all. But I flew it flew it pretty awesome. So yeah, my one buddy Brad he gave gave me his airplane, and my other buddy Al he was still hooked on it, so he took his with him and came back over several more times, but he just he couldn't get the hang of it and he eventually gave up too but I kept practicing getting better and better with the Skyfly and wasn't the best flying airplane it wasn't very maneuverable or anything it had no ailerons uh, but I learned on it and they came back over and I was doing these real low fast flybys and they're like oh my gosh he's like you really got good on that thing so my head started getting big and and I I wanted something better so <laughs> I ended up buying this uh, this all foam brushless this is when brushless started first started hitting the scene and lipos and and uh, you know the electric scene it was just starting to take off and I bought this yellow edge 3d edge 540 it was like a 3d airplane and I didn't know I never flew an airplane with ailerons I didn't know much of anything about it really but I said heck with it I'm gonna try it so I got that and that thing didn't last long because <laughs> I think back then you didn't even have dual rates on these controllers or, or expo or anything you couldn't even dumb them down a little bit to make it you know less agile so going from the Skyfly to that I was just yanking the sticks like fully to the left fully to the right and this thing was just going crazy in the air because it was so sensitive to the controls and yeah I destroyed that thing in no time and I was a little bit discouraged so I ended up seeing this uh, trainer plane like a trainer Cessna and it was ready to fly and all the reviews on it were pretty good I can't remember I think it was the art tech art art tech is what the, the name of it was and it was a Cessna so I got that and dude I flew that thing amazing and it flew awesome because it had I had a brushless uh, motor in it and it had so much power and 
it just flew awesome. And from there, you know, that was history. I got hooked back on the airplanes. I was hooked back on the RC cars. And after a while, of course, life takes over again. And I kind of got back out of both of them again. But it was always still in the back of my mind. Till one day, my daughter, Maya, she was probably in about middle school at the time. She's like, hey, Dad, where, what happened to those RC cars and stuff, airplanes and stuff you had that you used to run around when we were little? I'm like, oh, they're, they're up in the attic. Oh, that'd be cool to run them. I was like, oh, yeah? Think you would like to, to run the RC cars? She's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So she actually, she's the one that actually got me back to where I am now in the hobby. I got them cars back out of the attic. She had fun with them. I had fun with them. The other girls wanted to start driving some around. I was like, you know, I want to start a YouTube channel. And started a YouTube channel. Just started getting more and more back into the hobby and cars and then boats, airplanes, helicopters, drones. Everything started coming in. I mean, and the hobby changed so much that everything was just so powerful and the prices have come down. It was much easier than it was before because you had everything was electric pretty much I mean nitro was still around but electric power the brushless power took over and were more powerful than the nitros and it just it took over and so I blame my daughter Maya for getting me back completely back into the hobby and starting a YouTube channel so that's all her fault, <laughs> which I'm glad she did because I'm loving it. I'm loving the hobby and loving everything about it. So I just wanted to share that experience, my experience in the hobby, and my I got out of it like I did. So they don't really do much, as much with me anymore as we used to. We used to have, have some fun with the uh, three girls equals videos and just everything. It was fun. But they still... They still do stuff for me, film for me, and Maya still gets into it every now and then. But anyway, I wanted to share that, guys, with you. I wanted to share that with you guys and just let you know where my my past and history was with the hobby. So that was my first, very first podcast. Not sure where I'm going to go from here, but I do want to continue to make some more podcasts in the future. Maybe maybe get some fellow YouTubers on, some fellow hobbyists on, and talk to them a little bit, or, not sure, I just, I don't know where this podcast is, this podcast is going to go in the future, we're just going to play it by ear and, and go with it, so, thank you for joining me, and if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's, um, it's The RC Element, and I also have a YouTube channel called The RC Element Heli Edition, which is all helis, because, that's become my favorite portion of the hobby, mainly because of the challenge. They're so challenging and, and fun to fly. They're very challenging and difficult. So I got hooked on them as well. Um, so check them out. And until next time, guys, the RC Element, out. <laughs>